0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guests by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlets and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. This is Marnie Fleberg. Have, happy to have you with us for another edition of Marnie's Friends and today we're going to be talking with our guest Judy Dipple on the topic of 10 tips to get your freelance articles Published and published, and this is going to be exciting for Apple Center. Some way to take notes, and during the next hour, you're going to discover how to keep on writing even when you feel like quitting. A checklist that will help you begin to write standout articles. Tips to organize your thoughts. The secret skill that proves you're a writer. How to hook your specific audience. How to research, query, and submit a proposal. Ways to listen, take advice, and learn like a pro. The computer skills you must possess, and polish to succeed, how to not come off as a newbie, and then how to celebrate your written accomplishments. Our guest today is Judy Dipple. She's an inspirational author and speaker whose friendly and frank style puts her audiences at ease. She's the author of several books that speak to issues that affect real women with real issues needing real solutions. Her website is writingfreea to zcom Welcome to you, Judy.
1: Hi there, Marnie. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, it's so great to have you, and this is such a great topic. I'm excited I'm excited for myself to uh, hear everything that you have to share with us, and thank you for being willing to come and share your expertise with us here today. So when did you start writing? Were you just a teeny kid, or? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's interesting, because I always did write, and I always loved to write, and I just thought that's probably what everybody, I never thought it was anything special, but then, I think in my 20s, I realized it was, well, actually in college a couple times, uh, that maybe it wasn't that easy for everybody. So And then about in my 30s, I started writing some children's stories. That was actually my first thing I got published was a little children's story that they did photos in Boy's Quest magazine. So that was a $45 paycheck, and I thought that was so exciting. Little did I know that it was even amazing to get a paycheck. <laughs> So I should have actually framed that $45 check when I first got that.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. That's so funny. Um, So like, have you had a point in your writing career where you just stopped for a while? You just like said, I can't right now. Now is not the time or I don't even want to.
1: You know, honestly, I worked pretty much full-time until 15 years ago, and it was then that I actually quit and thought, I'm going to be a writer, and I was going to say it out loud, which most of us have a hard time doing that, right? We don't want to say to people, mm-hmm. I'm, I am a writer because uh it's just hard. And so I actually for the last 15 years have concentrated on it and I would say no, I have not stopped writing, but I have certainly taken a lot of different paths with my writing and that's what oh. I didn't expect. So we have to be flexible, I guess, would be my my first tip of advice.
0: That's great. That's great. And how does somebody keep on writing when they feel like quitting? What would be what would you say to somebody?
1: You know, it's interesting. I think the first thing I would say is every writer feels that way sometimes. And I think sometimes we think we're the only one, right, that has that insecurity or that discouragement. So I would want to say to everybody listening to your show that just remember, first off, if you have a passion for writing, remember that that's just a gift, a God-given gift. And then think of the purpose of your writing. I know for myself, I was really driven by writing, wanting to write to moms those things that sometimes aren't written, the hard things, you know, when like when your little darling children don't make the right choices, what do you do? Or when you have postpartum depression, how does that work? And those things that sometimes are more silent, and so that passion – that you have for writing, whatever that might be, remember what it is and what people need to hear from you. And I think that helps drive drive that forward. And And, you know, when you really get tired, sometimes you just need to step away. I always think, like, just on a daily basis, when you think of, oh, I don't want to write today, step out and just see the world with the eyes of a writer. Use all your senses, you know, your eyes, your ears, your nose, you you know, your touch, your smell, everything, just to awaken those senses again and and think how that blends with your passion, your topic that you want to write about and and just start looking at the world through the eyes of a writer and and you'll get a lot more just prompts of things you want to write about. So mm, So you don't have to great. be sitting in front of the desk all the time, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Right, and it's even really important that you don't, yeah um there's there's so much research out now that talks about you know the best ideas come when you're actually not engaged in the actual process of writing the best ideas come mm-hmm. when you're elsewhere living and seeing things and you know just away from it, and just make sure to have a way to capture those ideas as you're going through. There's so many oh, ways that's now what I had you- to,
1: yeah. Uh, excuse me, I, I was going to say on napkins or wherever you are. Now we have our phones. We can yeah. put notes in. But, but one know, word will prompt a thought or one experience will prompt great. a thought. Or, yeah,
0: great. yeah. a snapshot sure. even, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So I'm excited about number two here is the checklist that will help us begin to write standout articles because who doesn't want to write a standout article? I mean, that's exactly what we all want to do. So give us some tips of how we can get from okay to much better.
1: Right, right. Well, you know, it, it, I do think it starts with we write what we know, right? We write what we know. And I think we have to remember when we write what we know, there's few things that haven't been written about, but you can think about how can you be different? What is your perspective? How can you change what is normally written out there? And 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 I think it's important to research what you don't know and that helps you to be more unique and different. For example, when I wrote about postpartum depression, I worked with a consortium of of medical experts here in my town. I just worked I volunteered on a committee just to just glean all the information I could, you know, from them. So, I think that is one thing that really helps is is to know we have limited expertise and we want to pull from other people the best we can. So, you research and of course with online capabilities today. I mean, you can research anything. So reference those things. I think it just adds to your credibility, you know, to write a standout article. I'm a, I'm a, I love quotes. I just think one quote can be worth two paragraphs sometimes. So I always encourage people to find quotes that are significant on their topic because it, it just, again, it kind of adds a little edge of credibility. Uh, you reference that quote, and, and I think that's really important. And it's interesting whether a person is writing a blog, an article, a book, literally, this next tip I think is one of the most important things. We think we we know what we want to write inside, but what we really need to be thinking is what does our audience need to hear and who is our audience. And recently, with a book client that I was working with, I actually just made her name the person she was writing to. I said, Name the person. Picture her face, describe her to me, what's her demographic, know all of those things because then you can really write what that person needs. So picture a specific person that you're writing to. And sometimes you can even imagine you're talking to them because suddenly then the writing seems easier <laughs> if you were just talking over coffee, that kind of thing. So I think that that is very important. And, you know, today it's not hard with all of our – input of information uh, to be relevant. So I think when you're trying to be different or to be standout, as I say, you know, you want to think, what is in the news today? You know, look at the headlines, listen to the news, and think, what can I say about this particular topic that will either ease, um, from a Christian perspective, maybe ease the souls of people, or bring humor to people, whatever it might be, so what's in the news can really influence what people you know need to hear um and I think always be yourself uh we can go to lots of writers' conferences, we can do lots of things, but be yourself, be passionate and be professional uh that is something that we we can learn to do even better as we go to writers' conferences and things but I don't know. I just think it's important to trust your voice and, and to be yourself. And I think that uh, somehow sitting over picturing yourself sitting over coffee talking helps you to write that article, you know.
0: That it's so important and I know all the all the, you know, really big writers that I've had on the show over the years have said that as well, that they know who they're writing to. It's like they're sitting across the table from that person writing and mm-hmm. you know it's just such a wonderful habit to get into to make sure that you're doing that and that everything that's everything that's being written has a purpose for that purpose person you know, what's in it for me? What's in it for that person that you're writing to? Well, this is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with Judy Dippel of writingspree, A to Z Love it. We're going to come right back and talk about tips to organize your thoughts, the secret skill that proves you're a writer and how to hook your specific audience. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring nearly 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range, some near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day, so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. WomenSpeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast fun and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com Welcome back. This is Marnie. We're talking today with 10 tips to get your freelance article polished and published with our guest Judy Dipple. Judy, let's go ahead and talk about tips to organize your thoughts. So we were talking about, you know, a lot of times the ideas come when you're not Writing and um, all these napkin pieces and stuff so what do you do <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know I think I think it's it's really interesting because like I say you start seeing life through the eyes of a writer and everywhere you go um, you will start seeing things and and prompts whether it just be um, somebody you see doing something or a word on a on a billboard or whatever it might be, um, I, I'm, I'm a, still a pencil and paper, paper person, and I, I hate to admit it. I've been on the steering wheel writing thoughts down <laughs> as I'm going, as I'm driving. Sometimes just to get a word or a sentence down, but um, you know, I, I've tried recorders, I've tried lots of things, but it often comes when we're not there prepared. So you know, just. Um, Whatever it takes for you to remember. I think in our phones today it's so easy. We can put notes in, and it's often, for me, just a word. You know, one word will remind me of that experience that I want to put in a current article or a book or something. And um, years ago, Florence Lutauer talked about making folders, uh, you know, and you can always take these little pieces of paper or these little notes and you can put them in folders to keep on certain topics, and maybe next week you're going to write about that topic because you're writing about something different now. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that. And I think, I think it helps, too, when you think about, um, when I think of organizing your thoughts. I mean, we have to, have to get our topic. We have to grasp our information. But you have to think very specific with articles. I think thinking about articles and just the title Uh, Lots of times as you're going through, you know, wherever you might be, and and maybe something will just go, oh, man, that would be a perfect title. So, of course, that's your first thing. And then you want to have hooks that pull people in. So sometimes you just want to evoke curiosity or uh, have a relevant um, issue topic maybe or fulfill fulfill a promise. Um, Interest the reader anyway in some way. That would be with your hook. And then, of course, you build into your body. And one thing I think people don't think about so much is their ending for their um, their articles. And I think it's really important to realize that you're really wrapping up or circling back to the promise you made in the title with your ending. Uh, so just be sure you f- deliver what you promise from your title. I think that's always one tip that's important in any kind of piece of writing. You know, we have a title, and suddenly we've made a promise to the reader. And so I always encourage people just to organize their work in such a way that it really does deliver what they promised and benefit the reader. That keeps them coming
0: back. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, the use of story, um, either analogy or an example story or something like that, and how powerful those are, even is very short. I mean, they don't have to be long. They can be in the final paragraph or whatever. But a lot of times, uh, that's what makes that's what makes somebody remember the article. They can remember the main topic or that it's about faith or whatever it's about. But if you have a story in there that captivates them, that's going to really make the article stick for them. What do you think?
1: Oh, I think absolutely. And, you know, as a speaker also, I think, you know, it's interesting because I think there's nothing that impacts a reader more than letting them into your life a little bit and um, showing them, you know, like how I talk about just real issues for real women, you know, with real problems kind of thing. I love it because I'm just like everybody else and so are you, right? And we, when you can give an analogy of your own life or it can be someone else's but i think it's really nice if you're trying to build an audience of people to share something that's um revealing about yourself and um shows that you're struggling or you're overcoming or whatever it might be so i think that's i'm glad you brought that up that's a great a great thing to do to hook people in they just suddenly feel warmed up to you you know
0: well, and it I mean God built it into us if we read the Bible. It's a lot I mean most of it's about story. And he mm-hmm. loves the story. God is all about story. So I think that just making sure that when you're thinking about making a point, stick home that just go back to the best author in the world and, and do what he's doing. <laughs> Let's
1: talk that's about that's this. exactly <laughs> right. You know, get up close and personal, I like to say, you know, just get yep. really up close and personal and um because uh People like to know they're not the only ones out there, right? That are um, right. experiencing whatever it might be. If, if we t- I mean, because oftentimes I think we're writing about things that, you know, we're trying to overcome or get better at or, or achieve success, whatever it might be. And it's just good to say, hey, I, I know on my website I have, I, I will never arrive and have it all together because it's just the absolute truth, you know. So, oh yeah. man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and God is so, in the Bible, I mean, he lays out everybody's, you know, weaknesses just there for the whole world to see. I always say, you know, if we wrote a book, we wouldn't do it that way. Uh, you know, we like oh, to put our Oh I you know, and all what? that, I like but to... he doesn't.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's, it's funny because I often say to people when, you know, we're using those analogies from the Bible, I say, you know, we read these sweet stories or we read these hard stories or these whatever they are in the Bible, and we have to remember those are real people. You know, these aren't just stories. These were real people. Oh, and, yeah, it always just, like, takes me right back to the foundation of, of all that we believe, you know. So
0: that's yeah, great. Absolutely. So what's the secret skill that proves you're a writer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. that's Isn't that quite a question, right? Oh, so, I no, I love um, it. Yeah. I, I think the truth of it is I will never forget the first time i going to writers' conferences, and you've probably done this, haven't you, where you sit down with an editor and have them critique your work? Have you done that, Marnie?
0: I haven't had that setting, but I have had editors critique my work, yes.
1: Yeah, you know, and how fun that can be. I say that a little sarcastically because it's painful sometimes, you know. And so I guess the truth of it, how we really know we're – a writer is when we can take those well-crafted words, you know, those sentences that you've just struggled over for a long time and you can take that and cut it out of your, (laughs) out of your um, (sighs) piece. It is so painful, but what we learn, and I guess this is for me, I always Mm -hmm. just say I knew I was really a writer when I was able to take you know, a thousand words and cut it down to five hundred, and realize it was better. You know, and mm-hmm. um, I think with articles, the real trick is learning how to speak in um, a you know in the present, or I mean, in an active voice and not a passive voice. And so, if people, if your readers want to look that up, the active voice versus passive voice, I would recommend that because I think it's a really good skill to learn, but um, making your writing as strong as it can using really strong nouns and verbs, making the thesaurus your best friend kind of thing because um, maybe you can take four words and make it into one because you've got a stronger noun or, or whatever. So you can really cut uh, and I didn't think that was possible <laughs> when I was first writing and and I'm still, I I'm as you can imagine, I, I can be very wordy, but I I have learned to, you know, really think, you know, be more concise. And, and one thing we often do as writers is we say the same thing in a different way. So it's repeated, and it feels like we've said something different. But when we go back through and read it again, uh, we realize that really we just said the same thing but in a different way. And getting an eye for those kinds of things is really, really helpful. But... But, as I say i think I think we're just so proud of of getting it written just right that it's very harsh at first to accept that we can really cut a lot of that and have it be a great Uh, successful article (laughs) hmm.
0: yeah and it's really it's really the difference between um, traditional publishing and self-publishing is that you have these editors that just are not afraid to really mark up your work and really say no change this get rid of that add this in here Changes. You know, I remember uh, my first book and it was all, you know, I, I had the royal. you know, the advance already and it's going, going, going. And then I got this, I got this phone message one day that says, you know, we've decided that it needs a first chapter. So just write a first <laughs> chapter. And it's like, well, what? What? I kind of <laughs> gave you my best shot there, you know. <laughs> and I was terrified. I was so terrified. I thought, how in the world? Because I thought I had given them. The first chapter. Uh, right. you know, it's such and, a
1: shock, isn't it? A shock yeah, here. it mm-hmm. is.
0: And so I remember sitting sitting on, just saying, okay, God, if I have to come up with this, what am I going to write? And I wrote, and I wrote, and I sent it in, and her response, my, my, my uh, editor's response was, see, I knew you had that in you. I knew you had that in oh. you. And it is really affirming when you do what you're asked to do, when you jump through the hoops, when you let them cut, you let them change it, you just release like you're saying it proves you're a real writer <laughs> because,
1: it, it does you know, it does because, yeah. because then you're kind of going wow look what they did for me look how i've grown and look what i yeah. didn't know you know it's it's because they have such an objective eye and i think i i actually work you know with a lot of people on their books as as like a a writing coach. I've I've kind of evolved into that and and it's really been fun to look at somebody. Else. I never really have called myself an official editor, you know, because I'm not really that in terms. I'm more of a content editor. I believe that's my expertise yeah, more than sure. the English editor so much, but um it's just so much fun to to see other people's books come come alive. So I've kind of been on that other end of it and it's it's really really fun and to know that they they've appreciated. Of course, as writers, you know, we have a zillion questions anyway, but if we can view it as an objective person for someone else, um, it really enhances their work. So, I mean, we know that happens for us, too, you know, so.
0: Yeah.
1: I love your story. I think that is so great. (laughs) The whole first chapter, you know, that's like... (laughs)
0: And you know, one of the things that one of the things that I thought when I when I, I remember sending the manuscript off first and I remember thinking, I sure hope somebody accepts this because I need all the help I can get. And it's really a good position it's really a good position to have instead of saying, I'm sending in the perfect work of art um it's it's right. like you, you come into it knowing that you can only know what you know and there are people who know more than you there are people who actually have been down the path that you want to walk and of course you've never been quite as far down the path as they have and that's why they're so valuable and so if you can just kind of change your you know just reframe it instead of feeling really affronted and and assaulted and you
1: know know, that's oh i know. know i think that's just some of the best advice your listeners can have marnie today you know because because we we really only know what we know and um it's it, we can we can presume a lot of things and 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 really I would say I don't know what your experience has been but I know mine and I would imagine yours is similar 80% of the people I've met along my path that have been the professionals have been absolutely incredible you know and yeah, and yeah. there's a there's a few harsh um I've um, been burned a few times, you know, I've had a few of those things too. So you have to be wise about who you entrust yourself to. But um, it's it's pretty awesome when you get those good I Sound like you had a great editor on that book. So
0: I did. I did. And I always say if you're self if you're self publishing if you have mm-hmm. any money available, invest in a good editor. Um, the mm-hmm. editing is what really makes the difference between a a book and a great book. Uh, so it, just it that's what I always say.
1: <laughs> if you're on your own, you do don't too. know what
0: you're missing. <laughs> so,
1: mm-hmm. and well, can. and I, I'm going to throw this out here. You know, it's interesting because all of the publishing houses that have the self-publishing arms now, you know, um, that people are going through and I've worked with a few clients and, and I also years ago worked with Wine Press, you know, and so I've had that experience too. But um and I had a great experience. I actually had an editor from Multnomah at the time and that kind of thing. But um what I wanted to say was people need to inform themselves about what editing is because uh these publishing houses, these self-publishing, a lot of them will say, oh, we're editing. You're talking to a sales rep, right? They don't they don't really have a clue what the editing is. But I've had clients that have come to me that really literally, uh, you know, they, a lot of people think of, of typos and grammar and that kind of thing. But I'm talking content editing and transitional phrases and repetitive things and, you know, just the theme of your book and all of those things that are real – editor will, will really be sure is consistent, just like your editor saying you need a first chapter, my goodness, you know, but I, I do want to tell people to inquire um, and you don't get to talk to the editor with these self-publishing houses, you get to talk to the sales rep generally, so really ask a lot of questions because I've seen some people um, really not get what they were paying for, and I've been. Then they've turned around and I, had me help them with something, and paid again. You know, to get it in better form. So it's kind of heartbreaking. You know, because they've spent a lot of money, and uh,
0: yeah,
1: it's just a good
0: yeah, it just is. know
1: what editing is. Yeah
0: yeah it is pretty, pretty typical. Real quick, we just have a few minutes left before a break, but how do you hook your specific audience? So we were talking about knowing your audience, like have an avatar. you know who she is or who he is, exactly. You know, they're sitting across from you. So how do you actually hook them?
1: Well, I think you have to appeal to something that they need, obviously, and that can be done with a question. It can be something that evokes curiosity, you know, like maybe you give a fact that just makes them curious. Well, what is the answer to that, you know? um, Maybe you just clue into something that's just a deep, deep passion, a niche that that audience is just going to be so passionate about, you know. um, And I don't know if I mentioned controversy, you know. Sometimes uh, I think a great, really a great way to, to get ideas, to hook is to go through. If you have a topic that perhaps are, there's magazines out there about your topic, um, leaf through those magazines and look at even some of the um, some of the advertisements or and get words that, that you know are being used commonly to help hook. Those also might be good keywords that our people are googling you know for online articles too. So um, that's just one thing. Are we out of time there?
0: Yeah, that's probably the most we can do on that one. We're going to take a break and come right back and talk some more with our guest today, Judy Diffel of WritingFreeAtoZ.com. I love the name of that website. We're going to come back and talk about um, how to research, query, and submit a proposal and ways to listen, take advice, and learn like a pro. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. take a few moments right after the show and help me out. I am curious who we're missing. So for example, do you know of any speaker who is missing from womenspeakers.com? Do you know of a guest expert who you'd love to hear me interview on Marnie's Friends? Or maybe you know of a major Christian women's event group that is not yet represented over at womensevents.info? Would you just take a moment after the show, swing over to Marnie.com and use the support link at the bottom of any page to recommend her to us. That would be awesome. I thank you for partnering with me in ministry, and God bless your day. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we are talking today about 10 tips to get your freelance articles polished and published. Our guest is Judy Dipple of writingfreea zcom Judy, let's talk about the proposal, the query. How to how to even begin that? So you have this great idea for an article. In fact, you've maybe written the article now. um, What are you gonna do with it?
1: Yeah, that. Well, I think it's important to recognize today. Of course, there's the hard copy magazines for articles, and there's lots of really incredible. Online websites that take articles, and there are some that pay there's some that don't. Um, I think you have to go into it thinking this is valuable to get my message out and not worry too much about the pay, but um, you you really can can have a lot of options to to get out there, but you just we again have it pretty easy because we can research online and again find online or offline. Um, magazines that we can we can go you know look for content that is a good fit for us you know it's funny a lot of people don't want to waste time researching, but honestly besides writing the article, the research is the best thing you can do because you have to find something that is a style that matches yours or the content or the perspective is somewhat a good match for you and so it's pretty easy to just go online and find those those right the right match, you know, to, you know, several that are a good fit for you. And then you just have to go generally on their website. You can look for the writer's guidelines and find those. And, again, that is something that can't be cut. I mean, you have to follow guidelines to a T. Uh, If you want to look like a professional, and not a newbie, then be sure you follow those guidelines to a T. They aren't kidding when they say, I want 725 words. You know, they don't want 750 words, you know, that kind of thing. And um, the format is really important, too. So just read their guidelines really carefully. And um, I think it's pretty straightforward, honestly. But research, I mean, you can spend weeks researching to find the right the right magazines, and I would say that is just well-invested time and don't feel it's at all wasted. So, so do that. If you've spent the time to write your article, find the right match and the right fit for you. And even some of them will let you make phone calls and you can inquire about what they're currently looking for. Oftentimes on those websites they'll list in this month we're looking for this kinds of topics. Um, so can your topic be tweaked? To even fit theirs more closely, that kind of thing. So just take in all the information you can when you're researching.
0: So let's say that you, Judy, uh, have found a magazine that you've never submitted to before, and you have an article that matches their genre and their, you know, style. And you've mm-hmm. looked at the requirements, and you can do that, and you format it properly, and then you submit a proposal. What do you personally feel like are the chances of someone actually looking at that proposal?
1: Well, I think you know with with um, a lot of the the magazines, if you followed their guidelines exact exact, I think with articles more often, you're probably just going to send in a query. So it's a little bit quicker to respond but but oftentimes they will say we don't respond or, or whatever. You'll hear <laughs> if they're interested, but you might not ever hear, you know. So um, I think with online website or excuse me, online magazines, pretty much I would say you have a really good chance of hearing back. And I think you have nothing to lose to inquire again if you don't hear back but um... it it just they're they're pretty good i think with with the big time hard copy magazines they're like everybody else in the publishing industry they're short of staff so you you might not hear back but you can't take that i think it's important for people to know that i was told this really early on years ago you know you might think is you feel like it's rejection well, that's another thing you know you're a real writer when you can handle heavy duty rejection but, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah that's but weird. but really, that rejection does not mean it's. If, if you look at it from a publishing standpoint, let's say you don't ever hear back or you know they write back and they give you the generic you know, we appreciate your submission, but no thanks um Don't take that personally because if you went to their their um, committee meetings on what they're doing, you might think they have five things they want to get in their magazine that month, and yours just doesn't happen to be one of those. So I think it's really, really important to know it's it's not a reflection always on your writing or your topic. It's just not their topic for the month or something. you know. And, and of course, people need to remember they're usually working six months to a year ahead. So um, as you're looking at these, these websites, if you see their topics, just know when. Look carefully at when their deadlines are, and be sure and get those in. You know the months ahead that that they would need them, because unfortunately, a lot of times you don't think of summertime till summertime's here, right? So, uh, you you have a great article, but you needed to submit it when it was snowing in December, you know. So. Just be aware of that, you know, well, and
0: I think too if you're if you're someone that's new that's just hitting this all of a sudden, you're like, "Shoo, you know I had this great Father's Day or whatever um mm-hmm. then what you're gonna what you're gonna do is you're gonna just put that in your file for next year, actually flag it to to rework it and send it in at the right time and it, exactly. I mean, it's like these these holiday these seasons and holidays and things like that come around every year. So it's not like you just missed out for your whole life. It's okay. You're just getting a jump start on next year. That's how I like to think about it. <laughs>
1: That's right. And, you know, as writers, we're, we're so impatient because we think, oh, I want to get it out there now. And 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 really, it's such a waste of time if it doesn't fit their criteria. I mean, if there's anything people need to hear on, on this, this chat we're having is meet their criteria because they're going to find somebody that will, you know. Yeah. So. That's really I even
0: think, I even think for me I do the rest I do the best writing and research for a topic on let's say um how to, how to like when I wrote the Christmas boot camp um how to mm-hmm. have a hassle free holiday and it was the boot camp that helped you get get organized ahead of time. Well, guess when I wrote it, I wrote it when I was actually in the throes of getting ready for the holiday, and then the next year it could go out. So, just know that when you have these great ideas in the season, and you're like, "Yeah, well, I already missed it. Don't think like that. Think ahead a little bit and think, "Okay, mm-hmm. great, but next year's coming it's coming don't Don't worry about it. I want us to move now into the topic of how to listen and take advice and really learn like a pro.
1: Mm, you know it's really that that is such a Easy one. I don't. I don't know where you've been impacted the most. I think for me is you know at writers conferences and things like that um, is where I really think I got my best lessons about how how to you know take that advice and learn like a pro. Because I remember when I first walked into my first writers conference and it was just a regional one um, in my own state and I was sweating like. <laughs> I was so nervous, and we think that everybody knows. Every We think when we go to our first something like that, we think that we're like the only one that isn't a writer, you know, that's there. But um, it, anyway, it's just kind of a perception. We have to learn that everybody had to start somewhere, you know, so we always have to remember that we had to start somewhere. But I think there's a lot of things that can get in our way, Um I have a pastor that uh, is here in Oregon. Well, he's in Hawaii and in Oregon. Dr. Wayne Cadero. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he um, wrote a book about uh, dream releasers. But he talked about dream killers. And I think uh, when you're when you're talking about thinking like a pro, we need, we just need to to practice a few things. And I think it's having good character. Uh, with all the people that we deal with and keeping our pride in check a little bit. Uh, I think that sometimes our embarrassment or or whatever, we want to keep that in check and realize it's okay, it's okay to mess up, it's okay, you know, to, to not be perfect. And to be correctable, I mean, to allow those people are, that are ahead of us on this writing path to correct us, and I, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean it in advice and in, in recommendations and and those kinds of things. And and then also, you know, if you're going to be a pro, you can't be impatient. You have to. We've we've used a lot of examples in our conversation today about just the patience it takes, you know, and realize we turn that corner, but there's another corner coming, you know, and, and all of that. And I think, I know for me, God was really instrumental in my ability to even begin to think like a pro because I I just thought, I don't know, but God, you do know, and trusting mm-hmm. that he had planted this in my heart to move forward, and even though I had a lot of disappointments or uh My change of path, I just trusted that if I was writing, I was doing god's will, you know, and mm. in that we have a great gratitude, and I think that helps i think if we if we meet each day, even in our disappointments with a little bit of gratitude that oh okay, well, I learned this, and I know so and so had had that downfall too, you know i 'm not the only one and and just trying to keep our our attitude as this is opportunity. You know what I mean? It's 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 always opportunity, no matter what the day might bring with writing, and we're getting to do what we love. So no. I, I hope people can 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 know that. I, I I like to say that writing is never wasted, even though it might not be received in the marketplace. And I think that helps us to think like a pro too. And when I say that, it's like our own personal pro you know what I mean it's um, we're uh, okay We're you know we're good enough right so, uh, kind of important to
0: remember I, had just, I just heard a story the other day about um, two speakers uh, big name speakers who were at this conference and each of them was going to speak but then you know they were listening in as other people were speaking and one of them was feverishly taking notes the whole time and the other one took a couple notes down you know and,
1: and mm-hmm. uh, at the
0: end the one who wasn't writing notes said, "How could you? How could you find that much to write down?" And it was Tony Robbins who's doing all the writing, and he goes, "You know, I come to these events, and I have the attitude: I want to hear this like I've never heard any of it before. I want to just hear it with fresh ears mm-hmm. and fresh eyes, and I want to just absorb." And that's, you know, he has really uh, gotten to a high level of expertise in his field because he has such a learner's heart. And I just mm-hmm. encourage you guys to just never stop learning, no matter how much you think you know, never mm-hmm. stop learning. And one of the things oh. that we have to continue to do um as we're going along in in our writing careers is just make sure that we're using the tools that are available to us. There's some computer skills that you were thinking about that we really have to have and polish to succeed. What are those?
1: hmm Well I, I think obviously, you know, everybody needs to have whether they use microsoft word or they use google docs i have a new job now that i'm using google docs with a whole team of people and that was a whole learning curve um but learning how to track you know you learn how to use tracking and editing tools in those documents whether it be microsoft word or google docs you know and um I, I also have added another uh, product, Ginger. I use Ginger Editing. You know, you can use the spell check and everything on on your uh, Word documents or your Google Docs, but uh, those are not at all, of course, um, foolproof. And so I tell people don't rely on that. I, it's interesting to me, Marnie, because I think one of the things I see most often with people, even that are really... Um, highly professional or educated we've all were taught uh the two per- the two space thing after periods for example right and right. Uh, so learning about formatting on your computer when you're formatting as a professional writer um, I can't tell you how many people I've had to try to explain no you do not put two periods or two spaces no, after a period <laughs> and it's a hard unlearning you know because mm-hmm. we were all taught mm-hmm. that way in school years ago anyway mm-hmm. and um, so I, I think that that just learning some of those formatting things I, I honestly think that really um, you know being sure with your margins and everything when you're submitting the one-inch margins or whatever their specifications are, just be sure you're following those and the spacing and and all of that. So those kinds of computer skills. And, of course, if you're talking overall computer skills, you know the Internet, be able to research, know how to submit and to write um, an email that, you know, don't make it look like a text. Make it look like a professional dear so-and-so in your email and, and use your computer to enhance your professional image at all times. You know, don't take shortcuts with that. And um, I was trying to think what other kinds – can you think of other things with computer skills um, that have I, helped I know.
0: You? One, one of our guests that we've had on before, uh, Juan Faber, he's he's one of the guys that helps keep keeps the world organized. But uh, he was saying the greatest skill that we could ever have is to increase your speeding, uh, your typing speed and accuracy. He said this is something that if you will just invest in a course that will help you to get faster and more accurate, you will have hours of additional productivity over a lifetime because of that one investment. Well, this is Marty. We're visiting today with Judy Dipple writing spree a to z.com we're going to come back and talk about how not to come off as a newbie and how to celebrate your written accomplishments we'll be right back Welcome back. This is Marty, and excited to have you with us, even for the end of the show. If you're just joining us now, be sure to listen to the archive and catch all the great content you have missed so far. Uh, our guest today, Judy Dipple, is from writingsfreea2z.com. And Judy, let's go ahead and talk now about how to not come off as a newbie. I know we've touched on this a little bit, but it mm-hmm. is... Like, first of all, all of us are scared that we're going to, you know. And mm-hmm. the second thing is that you know we really don't, you know, it really isn't healthy, too. So how do we, how do we avoid it?
1: You know, I, I think it's really interesting because I I think one of the best ways, and it's this is easier for some people than others, but I think let's just say we've talked about the things you know for submission, how to not look like a newbie, you know, to be professional and to have things done to a T, like they're requesting. But when you're in person, I think just, I, I think some of the best piece of advice is to just be interested in other people and what they're doing and, and their success. And when you do that, you learn a whole bunch. And they never have a clue you're a newbie, <laughs> you know, because you're actually inquiring about them. And it's its just amazing what you can learn in the relationships you build. I would say that's one of the best uh, pluses of this business, if we want to call it a, our business that we do in writing, is the people you meet and listening and mm-hmm. learning from them. And I think understanding the process and not pushing our way through, it's it's interesting because I, I, some years back, thought, you know, I've tried to force this. I've tried to force whatever it might be, a certain topic that I wanted to write a book about and had rejection after rejection. And I think just understanding that's the process, and I have to accept that. And then what do I do next, you know? Um, so I think those are all kind of, we are newbies when we start, and we kind of just have to mature. It's almost, if you can think of it, like a kid growing up almost <laughs> with this whole writing process and, and um, all the areas in our character that it influences, as well as our faith tremendously. Influence on our faith as we step out, and um, and just our our maturity. So, uh, but I think you just have to listen and learn. And and I would say the greatest experience is to go to a writers conference. And I know here in Oregon we have uh, local things that are not that expensive at all to go to. I've gone to national things as well that are extremely gratifying. I would say, I mean, investment in a writers conference will will help you learn enough that you will walk out of there not feeling like a newbie, you know, at, like you did when you went in. So I think that. And there's like writersdigest.com and things like that online that you can take classes. And uh, it's not Christian. It's it's just, and there's Writers Digest um, magazine also. And they also take submissions for contests and things like that for books. So there's a lot of resources out there. But um, we've got to recognize we have to grow up, you know. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes kind of well, hard. <laughs> right.
0: And I, th- I think that, you know, the, the newer of a writer you are, probably it's like everything else in life. Um, when you're just starting, you think you know a lot, and as you get farther down the road, you're like, oh, I just know I don't know a lot. You know, <laughs> how far you get, you know, you realize how big the pool is really, and you go, Wow, yeah, okay, I've touched a few drops in this ocean. Um, so I think That's just right. to remember, just remember to just be a learner. Um, don't don't think you know it all. You'll never know it all. So it's okay to just come in and, and be honest, and you know, be learning. And I think I think people really like you say. You know, if you let them talk, and you're interested in what they've learned and what they've discovered. I mean, you'll just come away with a friend as well as with some great insights and information.
1: Oh, I know, and it's so much fun. I mean, it's just so exciting, really. You know, it really is. And, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's really a great part of this.
0: One of the things you encourage writers to do is to celebrate the accomplishments. So talk to us about, A, why that's important, and B, some of the ideas to do that.
1: Well, you know, I've talked to a few writers groups here and there, and and the one thing I say to people, because, you know, we all have a book in us, right? I mean, everybody used to think the ultimate thing was to write a book but and it's and it is a huge and wonderful yeah. accomplishment, like a birth of a book is like a birth of a baby, right? We love it. But the truth of it is i I and I, I just guess I say this to anybody that wants to write, every piece of writing you do has value. I don't care what it does if it's in your diary or wherever it is, just to celebrate that you, you wrote something and if you've gone to the effort then of doing doing an article or creating a blog or or doing a book again how you know i've i've had this god gave me this early on um when i wrote, wrote my first book and it was really to mothers um with postpartum depression and then also about kids who who are made choices that were really hard right and I thought, if this book matters, or God showed me, if this book matters to one person, this book matters, right? Right. It's made a difference Amen. in one person's life. And and um, very few of us are going to be those million dollars or million numbers selling, you know. I mean, maybe one-tenth of a percent are out there that do that. I forget what the percentage is, but um, just recognizing that it just has value. So that's the number one thing I always... And the process of writing, whether it be an article or a book, when it's polished and done to the best of your ability, you know, you've got to appreciate it. And I I, I guess it ends up being just a personal journey in a lot of ways that way because one of the things I discovered early on is I needed to celebrate my own accomplishments and I needed to share that with God and the people that I could trust. But I had some real shocking and sad Um, things happen with old friends who actually did not celebrate my writing. And I found that was not an uncommon experience by a lot of writers. They'd had friends that did not respond positively. I don't know. I never think of someone being jealous, but apparently sometimes that can be an issue or whatever the reason, um, they will not acknowledge that you're a writer or that you've accomplished this piece. So, I always think that's important to tell people that the people you expect to celebrate with you may not be the ones, but God will bring other people in your life that will. And I think it's just important to remember that that can be a little mixed up sometimes. It's not what you expect. So. Mm. Mm.
0: Good, good
1: advice. I, I'm thinking back to, you know, when God created the world,
0: God, God just patted himself on the back every day at the end and said, wow, that's really good. <laughs> You know, and it's okay. You know, it's okay to just take some time and to, you know, and it's kind of interesting. The first, you know, the first five days, he's like, and that was good, and that was good, and that was good. And then when he created my man, he says, and well, that was really good. You know, so when you get done, you know, then you can just go, wow, you know, have a little party. But and then some rest as well. And I know a lot of times for writers, it's kind of the shocker is that once you're done writing, the work isn't done. You still have to. Promote it and all that, but it's important to both celebrate and rest um, in the accomplishment that was that first process. It's uh, and like you use the analogy, I use this analogy all the time, uh, the the baby, because actually birthing a book is very similar I mean it's not as fun as a real baby to have but it is so similar in that it's a long gestation period and there's labor and delivery at the end
1: and then after that
0: the work begins you know after that the work Mm -hmm. begins so I think it's really important that you do it do it the way that it's set up to do and just enjoy each step of the journey don't don't uh, you know, don't gloss over one part to get to the next or whatever. It's all just part of the journey. Judy, this hour has just flown by so much I, great content here.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I love to- we could do this. Couldn't we talk about it forever? It's so much fun.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I want to make sure that people get over to your website, which is the uh, website is www.writingfree. Dash A dash the word two, T O dash Z dot com, writing free A to Z dot com. Judy, if people go over there, what are they going to find?
1: They are going to find uh, I have that, I also have a Judy Dipple, D I P P E L dot com with, with other stuff, but the writing spree A to Z, I, I made twenty six lessons actually. Uh, it goes through a lot of, of different things. The first one is articles, actually. A – um, and it's free on there, and they can click on on a and, and get a whole printout, a PDF printout, or go through the magazine. Uh, that's uh, each each week is in magazine format as well on my website, so uh, people can look at that. But yeah, they can just print out that articles, and it'll help them with the exact topic we were talking about today. But there are 26 lessons, and I uh, have kind of an auto-responder where people get one lesson a week for 26 weeks. And um, it is uh, really it was an interesting thing for me to write, and it's just chock full of information if people want to go to one place to get a little bit of marketing and writing advice. It's got different topics for each week on all of those things. Very much fun.
0: That. That's awesome. Again, the website name is WritingSpreeAtoZ.com. Judy, do you have a favorite or a theme Bible verse for life?
1: Oh, I do. Um, Yes, Um, mine is Philippians chapter 4. Of course, it's 6 and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything in supplication and prayer, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding,
0: mm-hmm. will
1: guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
0: I love that. I love that. My favorite is Second Corinthians 9 8 in the NIV, in the NIV version. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having everything you need, you may abound in every good work. Love it. Love it.
1: Thank oh, you so much for
0: being here.
1: Oh, thank you. It's been such a blessing to just be with you. I've really enjoyed it, and I, it's just been a wonderful conversation.
0: Thank you so much, and you guys, thank you for being here. I want to encourage you again to go visit Judy's website at writingsfree A to Z, and that's WritingSpree A to Z dot com. Well, you can't have a program without listeners, and I am always so grateful that you guys show up live um, over at Blog Talk Radio on Wednesday afternoons, as well as to the stations, the syndicate stations, iTunes and Stitcher, as well as the other syndicate stations. And for those of you who host us on your website, thank you so much for that. Look forward to visiting with you again next week for a live program. And if you have missed any of the previous shows, just go ahead over to MarniesFriends.com. And hover over any, um, any guest photo, and the name of the program will come up. And it's all categorized by either speaker training or author training or management training or like that. I all the different categories there. And then you can just listen in to any of them as you have time. Thanks again for being here. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and see you next time. Bye-bye. ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others register for the spy coach certification program today SPI or SPI stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com.